0: Welcome to Scandal.K12.US. Our Scandal K-12 curriculum is a true crime comedy podcast about bamboozling boards, sneaky superintendents, lame learning products, and teachers who are way too cool for school. This curriculum may contain references and potential descriptions of crimes against minors in the fields of education. Listener discretion is always advised. And now, time for the morning announcements. Good morning, Scandal K twelve students, home of the Fighting Rats. Go rats! Due to the half day and early recess, there will be no assembly today. Teachers, staff will have faculty meetings at the beer parlor, and those with a valid educational license get half off their first five margaritas. This is the time of year where traditionally schools have recess and offer to students summer reading lists. This is that time of year when educators talk about summer learning loss, and parents and students complain about having their kids read racist, sexist, offensive materials as part of their summer fun. We will look quickly at some stories about students having to read offensive books during long car rides and bumper-to-bumper traffic on the I-95, or idle summer nights when Netflix is buffering or TikTok won't load. According to parents at one high school in Waltham, Massachusetts, well, pronounced Waltham, or Waltham, depending on whether you're a Southie or a Flatlander, the book their school assigned for the summer was inappropriate due to violent themes. Remember, listener, violent themes was why you watched rated R movies when you were a teen. Anyway, the book is Scythe, an award-winning New York Times best-selling young adult science fiction novel by Neil Shusterman, which is about two teenagers who, quote, must master the art of taking life in a future where no one dies. For many parents who live in a world where people die all the time, it seemed too frightening for even teenagers who are now consuming Saw movies, known in Greater Boston as Saw Movies. According to News 25, Boston's only virtual news channel owned by the Atlanta based Cox Media Group, but filmed live in Dedham, which is pronounced Dead Um in Greater Boston, Waltham's parents were outraged that a book about killing was on the school's summer reading list. Quote, "'It's a whole book about the art of killing,' said one parent, who has never read the Michael L. Priz award-winning book, but considering the constant threat of school shootings, she has a point. According to the Children's Defense Fund, more U.S. children will die from gun violence than will die from cancer, pneumonia, influenza, asthma, HIV-AIDS, and opioids combined.'" "'Why? Why are we reading this?' asked one parent." While the school felt that having all students read a common book created a, quote, sense of community, parents wondered if that community should, quote, think about killing all summer, as her kids perhaps anticipated the summer films Quiet Place 2, The Forever Purge, The Conjuring, and Black Widow, all which get kids thinking about killing all summer. The school responded that any parent that doesn't like the book should have their child read something else. Parents claimed that this wasn't enough of a response, while perhaps in the background from the basement or the den or the family room or their own rooms, their children were frantically playing Fortnite, Call of Duty, or Deathloop, poning noobs with boss-level headshots. Meanwhile, in a high school district in Tennessee, parents were shocked by language. For summer, a high school recommended that students read the award-winning and critically acclaimed 2003 British novel The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, which was also adapted to a theatrical production in 2016 and presented at the Auditorium Theatre in Rochester, New York, as well as, of course, all over the world. According to the Tallahassee Democrat, The Incident of the Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime is, quote, narrated by a 15-year-old mathematical whiz with cognitive disabilities, similar to autism and Asperger's syndrome, who relays what he sees and hears in an almost emotionless way, including when adults around him curse or doubt the existence of God. Educators were, quote, stunned by the parental outrage and that a small group of parents were trying to second-guess them and their instructional choices. Quote, at what point do you let parents decide the curriculum for an entire school? One educator asked. Concerned parents claim that foul language in the book includes 26 uses of the F-word, 18 uses of the S-word, and nine times where the Lord's name is taken in vain. According to the Tallahassee Democrat, and we quote, The C-word makes one appearance. Wow. The C-word makes one appearance. That sounds so... While many said that parents were attempting to ban the book outright, one parent claimed that, quote, I am not interested in having books banned, but I have interest in that the language and it takes the name of Christ in vain, I don't go for that. As a Christian and as a female, I was offended. Kids don't have to be reading that type of thing, and that's why I was asking for an alternative assignment. The school has since removed the offensive book from their summer reading list, but will not ban the book outright. It'll still be available at the Media Center, or students can always use Google and just add the words full text to the title so that they can read books that have been banned by their school or banned in other schools like Harper Lee's To Kill a Mockingbird, Mark Twain's The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, John Steinbeck's Of Mice and Men, Theodore Taylor's The Key, and Mildred D. Taylor's Newbery medal-winning young adult classic, Roll of Thunder, Hear Me Cry. Summer reading is a challenging list to create. Often educators don't research things enough before recommending a book. One instance is a challenge by two Catholic school students in Chicago when they were recommended for summer reading the book And Then There Were None by Agatha Christie. This work of literature is credited with Christie becoming the first woman to win top honors from the Mystery Writers of America, as well as one of the top sellers with over 100 million copies printed since it was first published in 1939 in the UK and then released in the US in 1940. While reviewing the reading list, the 8th graders discovered that the original title of the Christie work when it was released in the UK was Ten Little Ne- Oh my lord. Okay. Yikes. Yes. The N-word is right there in the old title. It seems that the original title was a reference to a well-known minstrel song in the UK, but US publishers in 1940, when things were not politically correct or even unracist, thought that this title was itself a little too over the top, and they went with the last line of this particular song, rather than the first line. It's known on this side of the pond as Ten Little Indians. The tune is still used in children's music today, except the racist reference, known in the UK, was replaced with Indians, and then that racist word was today often replaced with piggies or, well, hopefully something not racist. While considered a seminal work of literature by educators, the students are taking the state to court to ensure a more diverse selection of books are used in the curriculum, and that this particular book be removed from schools which is sort of like banning it, except you can Google the text for free and read it online. State Representative LaShawn Ford, who, for bonus points and unrelated to the story, was sentenced in 2014 to six months probation after he pled guilty to misdemeanor tax charges related to real estate fraud, is sponsoring a bill he calls the Pierce Twins Bill after the students who are twins. The proposed Pierce-Twins bill looks to change the law by which books are selected by schools in Illinois so that, according to CBS2Chicago, no one has to endure the pain that the twins endured over offensive language or depictions. The school offered no comment, or the state curriculum office also offered no comment, by the time the CBS2 report was published. So if indeed And Then There Were None is banned, you can still Google full text, but spoiler alert, The N-word does appear on page 34 and 104, which is certainly offensive, but also, well in terms of literary license with offensive racist words, doesn't come close to the 165 times the N-word is used in the song Real N-Word Roll Call from Crunk Juice in 2004 and comes nowhere close to Mark Twain's use of the N-word in Huckleberry Finn, which comes in at 219 times. Yikes. Not that we're counting F-bombs, S-bombs, N-bombs, or C-word appearances, but someone is. So Scandal students, this summer, read a banned book, or a book that offends you, or one that offends others, or maybe one that explores new cultures. And, for bonus points, you can also count the F-bombs, S-bombs, N-bombs, or C-word appearances. You can rely on your local library or just add the words full text to a title search and avoid all human contact with librarians. While COVID has upset the lives of all of us, especially people who work with schools, it is also calling the very idea of summer recess into question. Many schools are attempting to return to a regular academic schedule, but in many districts in this country, the summer break is being rethought. Schools are looking to make up for lost learning time over the past year and a half, as well as thinking about whether summer should be a season of learning, rather than a season of learning loss. While these calls to reduce school breaks or do away with the lazy days of summer are in the news and on the table for many schools, we here at Scandal are taking a stand. We believe we need a much-needed summer break. We'll be returning this fall for our 180 contractual instructional days which really means our faculty will return to work in late summer for mandated training and teacher plannings in the buildings with no air conditioning or too much air conditioning in order to work on new stories for our scandal students. We hope you have a safe and productive summer. Make sure you make time for yourself since endless faculty meetings and summer planning will be here soon enough with all the buffoonery, oopsie doodles, and outright criminal activity we've come to expect and love from a K-12 system that educates and cares for an estimated 50 million students and which we cover here on scandal.k12.us. See you in September, or depending on your contract, late August.